Talk Radio. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Valentine's Day, February 14th, 20. Big Brother, 24. Mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. All right, we've got a big interview and also the breaking news coming up that I did this Sunday that's about to premiere here when we come back in the next segment with Dr. Brett Weinstein. Very, very informative, and we're really waking up a lot of the former liberals to just be populist and, 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 and be for not destroying civilization. And he's analyzed the globalist attack operation and concurs with me and many others that the plan is to destroy civilization, to consolidate power, and total depopulation, we're talking Hitler on steroids, Genghis Khan on steroids. I've really enjoyed watching him since he became a podcaster when he left Evergreen University because the political correct groups went after him. Very smart guy, so is his brother. And I don't agree with everything he says, but it's it certainly thought-provoking. And he's also able to wake the, the so-called liberals up out there and get them to realize that their party affiliation is destroying them. I know Mitch McConnell and the Republican establishment are terrible people, but we've got a populist beachhead inside the Republican Party that is threatening the globalists. So I did over two hours, a little over two hours, with the doctor, and we cover the waterfront. So I think this is a really important interview we're streaming live on X. We're streaming live at Infowars.com forward slash show. This is going to be an extremely informative interview in my view. And just like he was on Tucker a few months ago and Joe Rogan just a few days ago, people need to go into this interview and take the parts that you think are the most informative, the most impertinent from your perspective and repost it on Instagram or on YouTube or on places like X where it has a real chance of reaching a lot of people. Because, yeah, this show reaches millions a day. But our goal is to get outside of the regular audience of great patriots that are awake. You're the vanguard. You're the emissaries. You're the, oh, what's the term they use? The, the, the ambassadors or when you're Christians going out to wake up other groups or other, other cultures. What's that term? What's the term? Um when you're Christians going out to missionaries, the crew popped in my ear. Missionaries for a pro-human future because the globalists have given up on themselves. They've given up on humanity and they are selling a decidedly anti-human agenda. So here is the interview with the former professor, Dr. Brett Weinstein, about where the world is today and the fact that the globalists are creating a post-human world. How do we stop the plan to end civilization? That's literally what the Great Reset is. It's epic. It's insane. It's over the top. It's, it's hard to believe. But the good news is when I was on the air 29 years ago covering this because of my sources and research, I didn't come up with this. I was talking to the OGs the General Partons, the Ted Gundersons, the G. Edward Griffins, the, the Ron Pauls, and so many countless other amazing people 
Almost no one knew this information. But today, on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024, this is now the hottest dominant cultural movement in the world. And it's not some fake leftist group or some fake right-wing system. This is a real populist awakening. So I'm very excited and all glory and thanks goes to God for the great awakening that he has inspired through all of you. So start your engines, ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back and I'll introduce the big interview. It'll take several hours to go through. As we speak, we're going to post the full interview to Man.Video and Real Alex Jones on X. Dr. Brett Weinstein breaks down how we stop the destruction of civilization. We now take you live. We now take you live to the Central Texas Command Center. In the heart. In the heart of the resistance. Oh, yeah. Rallying patriots worldwide. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. It's Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. And despite all the attacks, thanks to you, the viewers and listeners, we are still on air and more effective than ever. Because there's not just evil in this universe, there's way more good. And you represent that. So before we get to this important interview, let's listen to 60 seconds. For what you are about to receive. We are the dealers. We give you everything you need. Hang on to the good times. Ladies and gentlemen, we're building a pro-human future, and the cradle is rocking. People want a future. They want justice. They want prosperity. They want freedom. They want creativity. They want security. They want free will. All right, I interviewed Dr. Brett Weinstein a few days ago. We're about to premiere it live on this Valentine's Day transmission Really likable, smart guy, brings a scientific approach. I've done a lot of research. I can tell you this guy's dead on. I don't agree with every single one of his conclusions, but certainly his 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 research is really important. And I got to meet him this weekend when we taped this interview you're about to see, and it turns out he's been a fan for 15 years or so. He's been through a lot of hell for telling the truth. Very interesting interview. We're also going to live stream it. We are live streaming it at Real Alex Jones on X at Infowars.com forward slash show and on radio and TV stations across the country. And I know for young folks, I'm 50 now, God, young folks, you little kiddies over there, that you're going to say, why do you have ads? Because that's how TV and radio works. We get part of the ads. They get part of the ads. That's the format. And when we got deplatformed six years ago, we would have been off the air instantly if it wasn't for the AM and FM affiliates. So that's why we're skipping most of the network breaks. Those are our ads, but our local station ads for our precious affiliates will still be going out. 
So in the next two hours, I'm just going to do one plug here for us because that's what funds our operation. We have three amazing products in stock right now. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, the highest quality turmeric you're going to find anywhere. 95% curcuminoid, back in stock, 40% off. Selling out quickly, next level foundational energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex vitamins that are so good for your whole body and cellular energy. And, of course, Nitric Boost, newly formulated, even stronger, and a better deal we got it for. So for the first time ever, Nitric Boost is 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get a copy of my book, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your amazing support. All right. Dr. Brett Weinstein with Alex Jones lays out the plan to stop the collapse of civilization and the mass extermination of 7.5 billion people, which is the official globalist plan. Here is the deep dive. Stay with us and share those links. That's how we override the censors. We're a small part of the equation. You, the viewers and listeners, getting excited about this, sharing the live feed, sharing the post, sharing the clips is everything. So it's your mission, should you choose to accept it, to make sure this transmission goes to the four winds. The ball is now in your court. What we want is a system that liberates individuals as meaningfully and as broadly as possible. That should be our guide. That's classically liberal. It is, it is classically liberal, and I believe it is also actually liberal, and it is a perfect match for what I find my many conservative friends believe as well, that this is the metric that we can use to test any system that we put in place. Does it liberate people, or does it constrain them? If it liberates them meaningfully over the long term, it's a good thing. What they have recognized is that they have no use for us. And I wish that was an exaggeration, but you can see this so clearly in what they did to the public over COVID. I don't think we really have any choice but to rescue Western civilization. It is the best tool we've got, always has been. It's not to say that it can't use upgrading here and there, but we have to save it because your children, my children, and all of the grandchildren that we might ultimately have are depending on us to do it. And the idea of hypernovelty is that although human beings are the fastest evolving animal species that has ever existed, and that is largely the result of the fact that we evolve in a different way, we are actually able to evolve culturally, which is much more rapid than genetic evolution. But even though we are the fastest evolving animal species that has existed, the rate of technological change is so fast that even our evolutionary capacity... We can't catch can't, up. We cannot keep up, and that is resulting in us being sick physically, psychologically, socially. And what you're detecting as the, the collapse of civilization is really a manifestation of many different kinds of hypernovelty that is making it um, difficult for us to see what's in our interest. They are gambling with a planet that isn't theirs to destroy, that is actually, it is the, the birthright of every living person and it is the entitlement of all the people who will eventually live here. They are, they are gambling with it and they obviously don't know what they're doing. It is likely that many of the deaths that occur as a result of these shots, it's the result of the mRNA platform itself. That anything you loaded onto that platform would produce 
many of these pathologies because the platform itself is deeply flawed. Former professor Brett Weinstein is in studio with us for an in-depth interview. We're taping this on Sunday while everybody else is watching the Super Bowl. I'm really excited about this interview. I've been trying to get him on the show for a couple of years. He's a very busy guy. He was just in town for the Joe Rogan number one podcast in the world, which I'm sure will have already aired by the time this interview goes out. But I just want to point out, I love football. It's great. But our society is in so much trouble because of all the bread and circuses that people make their main focus sports and entertainment. That'd be fine if society and civilization wasn't in such a crisis. So I'm honored that he would spend Super Bowl Sunday. That's a religion to so many, including my family that's all watching it right now and wondering why I'm not there. Well, it's because this, quite frankly, is way more important. A, a game comes, a game goes. But th this affects the entire future of our species on this planet that has never been in greater crisis, in my view. And when I first learned about the doctor and former professor at Evergreen University in 2017, he was standing up against really horrible racism against white people, saying they couldn't be on campus on certain days. And so I just want to remind folks of, of where we really started seeing this guy uh, explode out there. And since then, he's obviously uh, been everywhere. One of the top guests on Joe Rogan has his own hit uh, podcast as well that everybody should search out. That's the Dark Horse podcast. We'll put all that on screen for folks, darkhorse.locals.com and also on Rumble. And it's a show that I routinely watch because I do a lot of research, but I certainly don't know uh, a lot of what's going on in the world. It was a famous Greek philosopher said, I know that uh, I know nothing. Anybody that tells you that they know everything is either a fool or a liar. The more you learn, the more you don't know. But I learn a lot uh, from Dr. Brett Weinstein, and it's great to have him uh, here with us. Now, I've literally got dozens of topics I want to hit. Everybody knows half the time I do an interview, it's me doing half the talking. I really want to give you, doctor, a chance to start wherever you want uh, to, 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 to cover the borders. You were just down at the Darien Gap uh, with investigative journalist and war correspondent Michael Yawn. You just did an amazing podcast uh, with Tucker Carlson. I watched the whole thing uh, once and then watched the clips again. We, we played them on the show. You really nailed what's happening and and we were just talking before we started taping. You said, listen, we have to save Western civilization. We're in a crisis. We've got to transcend these uh, labels of left and right. I totally agree with you. So we're going to cover the waterfront here today. And I really appreciate you, you uh, the taking the time to make yourself available. So uh, let's uh, let's start. Well, thanks. I'm really glad to, to be here and to meet you finally. Uh, I've long been a, a fan of yours, if a bit cryptically. Um, and in fact, maybe that is a, a place to start. Um, many years ago, I guess it would have been something like 2011, I was part of the Occupy movement. And although the Occupy movement got ridiculous quickly, um, and I, I wish I had realized where it was headed earlier, I was paying attention actually to your coverage of it. And something that uh, impressed and surprised me was that as the Occupy movement was being targeted by the federal government, you covered that targeting and you were incensed by it. And I was, uh, I was heartened to see you defending people who obviously ideologically were not closely aligned uh, with you. And I felt, I felt at the time, and I feel even more strongly now, that you're a patriot and I really appreciate that you see 
uh, all Americans is worth defending. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. But look, if if I don't defend everybody, I'm not going to get defended. It was that famous you know, quote by the pastor in Nazi Germany that he didn't stand up for this group when they came after him, that he didn't stand up for that group. And finally, when they came for him, there was nobody left to stand up for him. I exactly agree with this. And I think that really is the team that needs to assemble. All of the patriots who respect the principles on which the U.S. was founded and indeed the Western civilization is founded need to put aside ideological differences so that we can fend off what threatens Western civilization. And at the point that we've succeeded in doing that, we can go back to fighting over ideological issues. But for the moment, they're they're beside the point. Now, I didn't really go into your bio, and, and most people know who you are and they know a lot about you, but maybe we should just real quick talk about uh, your background, what you've done, your best-selling book, The Hunter Gatherers. 50 students that I had never met accusing me of racism, I wasn't concerned. There were too many people who knew that that accusation had no reality to it. And so I knew it wasn't going to stick. So that allowed me to stand up to them. And the protesters who came after me made the mistake of proudly filming everything they did. And when they released that footage to the Internet, people looked at me being confronted by students who weren't willing to even have a conversation with me, and they knew something was wrong in this uh, diversity, equity, it, and inclusion movement. Just to interrupt, it felt like a Maoist struggle section. I think it, it was in every way, except that the students who were confronting me, I don't think knew very much about Mao, but in every other way, yes. Keep going, sorry. So uh, anyway, uh, I was teaching evolutionary biology, the college had hired a new president who was interested in remaking the college uh, according to very different rules, but he had a problem because at Evergreen, the faculty had the power to stop him. And so he effectively used racism to eliminate his opponents. And I became public enemy number one not because there was anything wrong with my teaching, but because I was going to be an obstacle to his plans. And uh, that resulted in the dramatic confrontation that uh, many of in your audience probably, probably witnessed at the time. Dialectic means you are using disagreement to discover what is true. I am not interested in debate. I am interested only in dialectic, which does mean I listen to you and you listen to me. We don't care what you want to speak on. This is not about you. I'm talking about all about him. On terms of white privilege. This is not a discussion. You have lost that one. I am talking about terms that serve the truth. Do I think that black students in sciences are targeted here? Do I think they're targeted anywhere? Okay. I do not believe that students of color are targeted in the sciences here. Right. Why? But maybe I misunderstand what you mean by targeted. To me, targeted means something different than what I just heard you define it as. I do not believe that anybody on our faculty with intent Special target. <laughs> exactly. 
May I answer that question? Okay, wait a second. First of all, first of all, day of absence has been here longer than I have. I have never protested it until the idea. Until. No. No. First of all, first of all, I didn't. So, so this, I mean, this sounds like almost like also like a French Revolution purge going on. That once they killed the royalty and the rest of it, then it was just inner factions battling for control. Yes, all of these things have historical echoes. There were elements of what happened at Evergreen that were new, but of course, most of it were was just a refresh of, of historical chapters. And, um, you know, it, it was about something else. Race became an excuse for a battle that was desired by powerful forces that weren't interested in sharing their plan with the faculty, students, or anybody else. It seemed like Evergreen wetted the mouth, too, or, or, or the taste buds, because then it seemed to be like the bellwether, and then it spread across academia everywhere and was defended by the media. Now here we are six, seven years later, now everybody who's got to have a brain, the vast majority, to say, no, academia, uh, major colleges have turned into nut houses. Well, the fact is they were, they were already, and indeed that wasn't new either. When Heather, my wife, also a biologist, also actually she was Evergreen's most popular professor, but when we were in college ourselves, we faced the first iteration of what would later go on to be called diversity, equity, and inclusion. At the time, it was political correctness, and it had taken over anthropology. And when Heather and I took an anthropology course, we found an evolutionary perspective unwelcome. And so we fought back against that. I actually failed the course because the professor uh, was not interested in having any, any pushback. But in any case, this has been going on for decades, and it finally completely took over the universities and has left them uh, in a state that's actually totally upside down. I mean, it used to be that universities made students smarter. Now they're actually making them fools. They're teaching them things that just simply aren't true and enforcing uh, their acceptance of those things. Like trying to make biologists uh, tell their class that two men can have a baby? Precisely. I mean, this is just, this is just so biologically nonsensical nonsensical that you would imagine every university in the country would have a group of biologists saying, I don't know how you reached that conclusion, but it just isn't right. And yet one struggles to find any university in which anybody is standing up against such claims. And that's really because the ones who would stand up have been forced out. Two words, nitric boost. Ladies and gentlemen, this product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department. What it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise, performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at InfoWarsStore.com. And it funds the InfoWar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost. Nitric Boost. 40% off. In stock. Ready to ship. InfoWarsStore.com. Nitric Boost. 
Thank you all for your support, and you need this product. Wow, so thanks for spending some time on that. There's so many places to segue, so many places. Walk us through then into present world and how you would describe just in a larger gestalt the world today and why you're so concerned about really the collapse of civilization. Sure. Um, There's a feature of complex systems that I think people don't really appreciate. There are many systems that are incredibly powerful, like Western civilization, but they are also in their own way fragile. The fact is certain conditions have to be present in order for Western civilization to function, the consent of the governed being key among them. We have to be able to throw people out when they don't do the job correctly. And to the extent that that control of the citizenry over governance is considered threatening by people who wish to use governance for their own objectives. They subvert democracy and they leave us with something in which, yes, elections take place, but our ability to control uh, in which direction policy moves is uh, ever less obvious. So that's where we are. We've got a system with no rudder, uh, or if there is a rudder, it's under the control of something that we can't see headed in some direction we don't know. And there's thousands of parallels to this, but... But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsShore.com, then... I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. InfoWarsStore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. Hey, let me start by... You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Sanity that's been incubating or chestating inside of the colleges and funded by the big corporations, I guess as a mode of control, has spilt out to the FAA is going to try to put schizophrenics flying jumbo jets and they're they're literally going to hire mentally handicapped people. And when I first saw that news a few months ago, I didn't believe it. And I went and looked it up. Now they have major FAA meetings and major airline meetings that have leaked just the last two weeks where they're sitting there saying it's going to make everybody uncomfortable, but we're not going to go for who the best pilots are. And you're watching this just thinking, I I don't care if they're black or white or old or young or gay or straight or male or female, but you better damn well pass the highest test scores. What do you think are some of the key points that we need to remember uh, as we we embark on this challenge going forward? Your whole program is very heavily male-dominated. It just is. And really, it is white male dominated. I mean, let's just say what it is. 
And so let's be willing that is today what it is. And then let's talk about what could the future look like if, if, if we really had this program that was representative of the whole um, country, right, of, of the whole world. And um, sometimes those are challenging or, you know, difficult, or I would say people get a little bit uncomfortable um, um, talking about that and um, like, hey, we're not going to make change unless we get a little bit uncomfortable. And let's be uncomfortable together and let's do the right things and support each other moving forward. Uh, this is insane. Well, when I was driven out of Evergreen in the early days after that, I was asked to speak in numerous places about the free speech crisis on college campuses. And at some point, I ended up testifying to Congress on this. And I told them the same thing I had said each other time I'd been asked, which is it's not a free speech crisis and it's not about college campuses. That's simply the first place you're seeing it. This is somehow an attack on Western civilization and the wrong-headed ideas that uh, are alarming when you see them in a classroom become dangerous when they migrate out into civilization and they take over uh, engineering firms, they take over literally everything because uh, almost all of the important jobs in civilization are done by people who passed through these colleges and were ideologically captured as they went through. There is no question that those wrong-headed ideas are going to destroy everything that functions if we don't uh, get our wits about our uh, get our wits about us quickly. And even then, even then, you're talking about a problem that is going to take a couple of generations to correct. Even if we started doing everything right today, we have to clear the people who are so confused about the way mathematics and biology work. And we have to put people in important positions who know what's going on. But given the complete collapse of the university system, uh, there, isn't, there isn't an obvious source for those clear-headed people. And, Doctor, that's one kind of level, I'd say, down at the grassroots, 1,000-foot level, 500-foot level, 100-foot level. But I saw you on Tucker Carlson's podcast. I think you went further. I've ever seen you saying, no, this is very dark. This is very planned. If you go up to the million-foot level and, and look down and you listen to Klaus Schwab and the globalists, they say, we're building a post-industrial world. We have to have an angrier world to blow it up, and we're going to do this for depopulation. And then somehow they're going to try to, like, sh- sh- secret away the knowledge in some Alexandrian you know, vault and then roll it out later. And, and I'm a lay historian is to common sense guy that researches. And I've talked to a lot of other experts in in every field, military, finance, you you name it. They say, no, if they keep cutting off fertilizer and food, and if they continue destabilizing Western countries to collapse those, the war games go from horrible to Armageddon into the world. So, I mean, we're talking about cataclysms. And then you've got all these big billionaires like Zuckerberg and others building huge underground uh, bunkers, and then all the locals built it and hate them and say, as soon as things go to hell, and I'm literally in Hawaii and ran into the uh, main contractor and then the workers and all of them saying, we're going to go get that son of a bitch. And they're telling me this. And I'm like, you know, I'm a, can I say that? Well, don't say our names. And I'm just sitting there watching them building this Bastille that's about to be raided in a new French revolution. And these globalists think everything's stolen all the wealth, consolidated power, created a oligarchical fascist 
you know, system uh, with, with their computers and their flash trading and, you know, this vertical integration, and they're going to use some leftist ideology to try to control people when what they're doing is, is just scientific insanity, scientific consolidation for the consolidation. And then they think their plan of imploding civilization, that, that somehow they're not going to have blowback from that. They are going, and again, they thought they could do all this and never be the target. They thought we would all kill each other, but now that we've identified the globalist and most thinking people now know about them, and there's a huge mass accelerated awakening happening that no one can deny, they should know your plan would never have worked before. One chance out of a thousand in my view. Now there's no way it works, but as you said, if we tried to put the brakes on this and the globalist and the elite suddenly realized how insane they were, it'll take generations to turn it around. They've already set in motion a countdown to doomsday. I mean, I don't, I've got four children. I, I want to fix this, but I am mightily freaked out. Yeah, I, I agree. I, my impression is that they are clever enough to wreck the systems that work, and they are far from clever enough to rebuild something uh, in their wake. So, yeah, I, I think they are they are heading us for disaster, and that they are going to discover uh, how much hubris has been driving them when it's too late for them. But I don't think we really have any choice but to rescue Western civilization. It is the best tool we've got, always has been. It's not to say that it can't use upgrading here and there, but we have to save it because your children, my children, and all of the grandchildren that we might ultimately have are depending on us to do it. The way you just took my three-minute rant and crystallized it in 30 seconds, that's why I'm a fan. <laughs> the enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. Keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists, that it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the earth. We're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support. Well, in fact, I'm going to shut up now. So let's just go. Where do you want to go? Darien Gap, the collapse of the borders, the great microcosm, the wars, Tucker Carlson and Putin. I mean, there's just a fa- go wherever you want, doctor. Well, let's uh, cover something you asked uh, up front, which is how do I see myself politically? Because I think this is going to be an important potential sticking point for your audience, and um, and it shouldn't be. So I will uh, let's say the worst part up front, which is that I regard myself not just as a liberal but as a radical. Now, I describe myself as a reluctant radical because I've studied complex systems and I know that any attempt to improve things invites the danger of unintended consequences. This is the problem for liberal thought is that when you try to fix things, you create phenomena you don't see coming. So I'm aware of that and I would not be enthusiastic about changing a system that works if I didn't think that we had to do it, Um, that the system that we have built 
is not capable of managing the scale of the processes that we are utilizing today. So we have no choice but to change. But we should be very careful about the unintended consequences. We should go in with our eyes open and we should monitor the consequences of of what we're doing so that we know when we're making an error and we can stop as quickly as possible. So what you're saying is you want to change the previous system and fix problems, but this new Klaus Schwab fix is, is not the fix, it's death. It's death. It is death. And it's not that I want to fix the prior system. Frankly, I think the prior system was pretty amazing and that what I ideally would like is for that system to go through a process of uh, upgrading slightly so that we could detect the consequences of what we're changing. I just think at this point, civilization has technologically changed to an extent that many of our governance principles are inadequate for dealing with the risks. And, you know, you can see this in the COVID crisis, for example. The the biology involved in understanding the risks of the mRNA shots, for example, is uh, pretty deep. And protecting uh, informed consent, informed consent, in fact, needs to be, in some sense, upgraded and enhanced because of the types of risks involved in a novel technology like that. Um, so, in any case, I'm not enthusiastic about changing civilization. I'm a huge fan of what we had going, but technology is going to force our hand, and we need to be careful. Going I understand that. You're not trying to fix problems in the old system. You're saying it's colliding with all these great new changes and automation and robotics and supercomputing and quantum computing and all the rest of it. So, we have to be honest. And instead, Klaus Schwab and those guys literally go, it's magic. Once the AI is in control, we'll fix it. We've got to bulldoze everything that was already there because we're going to imagine this big, beautiful palace we're going to build, and then it's creating a perfect storm like a black hole of destruction. Yes, and I would say the way to think of the problem is to separate the values from the structures and mechanisms that bring them about. And this is a place where I believe that there is no distinction between properly thinking liberals and properly thinking conservatives. What we want is a system that liberates individuals as meaningfully and as broadly as possible. That should be our guide. That's classically liberal. It is is classically liberal, and I believe it is also actually liberal, and it is a perfect match for what I find my many conservative friends believe as well. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We now see mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Embedded in his hand is a microchip that serves as his keys, his ID, and his wallet. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet, Above all, they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? In a matter of seconds, the chip is inserted. The transformation is complete. When scanned, all of a person's information about their vaccination status is shown on a reader or phone. Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. 
We are requiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. Humans are now hackable animals. You will own nothing. And you will be happy. I think that fake news have been with us for thousands of years. Um, just think of the Bible. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. This is the central issue of it all. When you were on Tucker, you explained, you said, listen, there's not words to describe, I'm paraphrasing, how dark this is. The open borders, this, the, 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 the devaluation of currencies, the, the, the destabilization. When you look at it, it's there is organization by the administrators. As you said, it's easy to dynamite and destroy things when you're the administrator and have all this BlackRock money. But... Notice they can't ever actually build anything. So they're sitting there going, look what a great artist I am, smashing things. And then society looks like a Jackson Pollock. But how are they ever going to paint a Rembrandt? They're not. Um, What they have recognized is that they have no use for us. And I wish that was an exaggeration. But you can see this so clearly in what they did to the public over COVID. They were unconcerned about delivering novel, they're not vaccines, but novel so-called vaccines into people who stood no chance for benefiting from them. Healthy young people, there was never an argument that made any sense for delivering those shots to healthy young people. About the best you could say was that you might do that in order to protect vulnerable, infirm people. That's not something a a, a rational civilization would do, but at least that's a logical argument. But at the point that we discovered that these things did not in any way control the disease, they didn't control people contracting it, they didn't control people transmitting it, the logic for inflicting them on healthy young people who were not threatened by COVID and stood to gain nothing evaporated. And yet we're doing it to this day. Harvard apparently just... Uh, uh, reinitiated their policy of requiring those shots for their own students. So what that's telling you is that whatever is driving doesn't care that it is going to kill people who have long, potentially important uh, contribute long lives of potentially important contributions to make. That's, that's powerfully said. And well, I've got a hundred angles I want to go with but, but but doctor where should we go next people can find all your work at darkhorse.locals.com they can also find you at dark horse on rumble they can find your book which was amazing i read it years ago the hunter gatherer's guide to the 21st century from a former professor at evergreen state college where should we go next because i mean i'm happy to direct this you want to get into tucker and russia and the war the borders what's gonna happen with the election biden i mean you can see it everywhere things are unraveling well let's uh briefly just talk about the central concept of the book that Heather and I wrote. Yes. The central concept of that book, um, and in fact, it would also have been a good title, 
is hypernovelty. And the idea of hypernovelty is that although human beings are the fastest evolving animal species that has ever existed, and that is largely the result of the fact that we evolve in a different way, we are actually able to evolve culturally, which is much more rapid than genetic evolution. But even though we are the fastest evolving animal species that has existed, the rate of technological change is so fast that even our evolutionary capacity... We can't catch up. We cannot keep up. And that is resulting in us being sick physically, psychologically, socially. And what you're detecting as the, the collapse of civilization is really a manifestation of many different kinds of hypernovelty that is making it... Um, difficult for us to see what's in our interest, to figure out what to put in our mouths, uh, to figure out what we should think about various issues. We are, we are like a fish out of water. That, that's the analogy I use. Also, even our best men and women trying to go to Mars, they're going to lose a lot of their muscle mass, heart mass, they're going to have serious health problems. Once they, get, once they get there, they're going to be very lucky that it has a lower gravity because they're going to be a lot weaker. And and so what we're all going through is 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 such a change. Whether people believe in classical evolution or not, it's it's clear humans are evolving. We do control our environment like another like any other animal out there. We're able to do amazing things. But with something this accelerated, we can't do it. But I read a lot of globalist writings. They're very nihilistic. They sit back and say, "Screw it." It won't matter if billions die on this evolution. Some humans will accelerate evolution. We'll get the Uber mention out of this battle of the gods, Guterdamerung. And I'm like, boy, I heard this from Hitler before. I mean, this is real megalomaniac crap. Yes. And in fact, I heard you recently talking about the fact that there are more, hundred, more than 400 civilian nuclear reactors on planet Earth. What people may or may not realize is that those reactors require constant vigilance to keep them from melting down. Their design requires that heat be removed from them constantly. And so a civilizational breakdown threatens to take all of the material in these reactors and expel it into the world. Somehow, I don't think the people who are recklessly steering us into such danger have considered the fact that they are living on a planet that is rigged so that they need people to, to maintain the integrity of those reactors, even for them to have a planet worth living on. So it looks purely reckless to me, and I don't think that there is a super clever secret plan that we are not in on. I think they think there is, but I think they're wrong that it actually makes sense. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've know folks that have gone to Davos and been around it behind the scenes. I'll leave it at that. It's literally prostitutes, drugs. They're delusional. They think they're all powerful. They believe this. And they have no plan, even 30 years from now, to have robots running these reactors. And it's crazy. If you look at the designs of these General Electric systems and others, they'll use outside power to then run the cooling and dump it into a cooling pond instead of the reactor's own power to run the system to use it in the cooling pond. And I'm not a nuclear physicist or any of this, but I read what they say. They're literally built the cheapest and the worst you could. And the minute the power goes off and the minute there's a crisis, folks, nuclear reactors are not like a 100 megaton bomb going off over Dallas or Austin and there's a flash at 5,000 feet and it vaporizes and, you know, destroys most of the city. But there's very little radiation after that. When a reactor goes off like Chernobyl, 
or like Fukushima, it's, it's, it's much worse. And we, those were partially contained. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of reactors blowing up. And even if you are half a mile underground, it's going to end up getting to you and the surface of the earth will be unlivable for eons. The, 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 as you said, I've looked at every angle. There's no way the so-called globalists that pretend they're masters of the universe have even looked at this one problem. Right. This one problem already tells you that, that these are effectively madmen, because if they weren't, they would at the very least have arranged to put all of the material that had been out of the reactors long enough, and I believe it's five years, into dry cask storage so that it did not have to be uh, actively cooled in order to... Instead, they store it in the open tanks. The worst possible place you could put it. And, you know, Fukushima taught us every if you knew how to pay attention to the fukushima story it should have taught us everything we needed to know because in fact as bad as fukushima was and it's far worse in my opinion than most people realize it was a fraction of as bad as it might have been and the thing that separated what happened from what might have happened was luck right they just barely managed to keep it together and it is not hard to imagine scenarios in which for example a fuel pool had cracked and drained, causing a fire that would have made the site unmanageable. So they are gambling with a planet that isn't theirs to destroy, that is actually, it is the the birthright of every living person, and it is the entitlement of all the people who will eventually live here. They They are gambling with it, and they obviously don't know what they're doing. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress, but if I didn't have the supplements we have promote i wouldn't be able to continue to be on air and when you go to infowarsstore.com you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them because we're fearless and we don't back down we got god on our side but god needs to work through you you've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at infowarsstore.com and that is a 360 win nitric boost without me even knowing became our number three bestseller because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds to clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillators, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boosts. It costs us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, nitric boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gate. All you have to do is check out what I'm saying. And that's why they run the fake headline against myself and Tucker Carlson everywhere, every day. Jones admits he's an actor. Or Tucker Carlson says nobody would take me seriously. Where do we say that? We never said that. They just say we said that. But where's the clip? Where's the article? Where do we say that? Doesn't exist. Alex Jones is playing a character and is a performance artist. Jones is playing a character on his radio show. The radio rants of Alex Jones are just an act. He's actually a performance artist. He's a performance artist. Alex Jones is a fake. They're lying to you because they think you're stupid. And it's all based on a custody battle with my ex-wife five years ago. And she was trying to put into evidence me dressed up more than a decade before, like the Joker, being sarcastic, saying, take your Prozac, kids, take your illegal drugs, too. You'll die. It's fun. So people wouldn't take drugs. 
and they wanted to enter that in evidence say, look, he's insane telling kids to use drugs. And my lawyer went, when Jack Nicholson plays the part of the Joker, no one thinks that's really Jack Nicholson. So yeah, when I've been Cobra Commander or Optimus Prime, Autobots, let's roll. Or the Joker, because I can do imitations of them all really good. Or Darth Vader. Don't act so surprised, globalist. You didn't think you could silence the American people, did you? Do I really think I'm Darth Vader? No. Do I think I'm Optimus Prime? Cobra Commander, the Joker? No. And clearly, no reasonable person would think when I'm doing satire that what I'm saying is what I really think. No one believes the Babylon Bee. It's not trying to lie to you. It's being sarcastic. Buy the Vaccinate Me Elmo doll today. It's required by the CDC. But they play those games. And that's why I don't joke around as much as I used to. Even though I tell people, okay, this is a joke, this isn't serious, they clip it out and they say, no, this is what he really believes. Every day when I leave work, I do this. That man's a threat to this country. And they go, look, he admitted in court he's an actor. Well, yeah, I was an actor in Scanner Darkly. I was an actor in Waking Life. I was an actor when I was Cobra Commander. But it doesn't mean that Alex Jones, the talk show host, up here reading news articles to you isn't a real thing and isn't something I'm actually saying. And you know that. You're insulted right now. I'm even explaining that to you. And so am I. But that's who these people are. You don't know the power of the dark side. Am I really Darth Vader? I think Alex Jones seems really talented. He's smart. He's funny as hell. He's truly funny. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> now that I've done those imitations, those little jokes, do you now not listen to what I say about other things when I show you a powerful news article by Dr. Joseph Mercola on Infowars.com that has all the cited information, the latest tragedy, sudden adult death syndrome? No, that's a real thing. That's something happening in the real world. And that's what we're breaking down here today. I am Alex Jones. And I am the guy on this show every day. I am an American. And that's what I promote is freedom and justice and liberty. And they can't stand it. Pesky Earth Creatures. The answer to 1984 is 1776. InfoWars has been banned. Arrested. Attacked and threatened. Because we are effective. Great Awakening is here. Go to band.video, download the videos, and share. Support the information war at InfoWarStore.com. And never give up the fight.
And by the way, I'm not the huge environmentalist in that I follow that cult. I actually care about the Earth as a conservationist. It's also all the other creatures on this planet. Yep. This is sick. And I, I watch them saying, oh, we're going to cut the carbon dioxide. That's the most evil thing. And I'm like, you won't even get control of the nuclear reactors, asshole. Uh, I must tell you, this is uh, one of the things I I like about you best is that you're looking at this logically speaking, not ideologically. And I find, in fact, many conservatives are not aware of the hazard of the nuclear reactors. And they are frankly deaf to environmental concerns um, because environmental concerns have been abused by those selling climate change as the biggest threat to humanity. And what I'm hoping will emerge from a partnership across ideology is a recognition that irrespective of where you think the diversity of the earth came from, that we have an obligation to steward it well, and we are doing a terrible job of that, that we have an obligation to, if we're going to have nuclear power, it has to be built on a different basis than the reactors that we are currently continuing to run, right? And that these are, this is just common sense. It's not liberal. It's not conservative. It is common sense. And um, I don't know how we can gather under that banner, but I know that the need to do so is absolutely urgent. Well, I made the point, and I guess you saw part of what I said last week, because it did get picked up and got a lot of views, a couple million views. I, I just said, if you sign up to be the executive of a nuclear power plant, well, they made euthanasia legal. Well, just say then, you agree that if it melts down or there's a big problem, you agree to be executed. No court, no nothing. You signed on. You're the steward. You agreed to run this right. And, and, and the shareholders are sitting out there. They need to be held responsible. And I don't want to run around killing people. I'm not salivating. I'm just making the point that... These people are running things that just a few of these completely melting down will kill hundreds of millions of people of horrible cancers and stuff. And, and, and they should be held accountable. Well, at the very least, if you want the system to evolve in the direction of producing benefits for humanity, there has to be accountability for people when they make avoidable errors. And well, how do we have accountability for the nuclear power industry? Because I, I get it's a real science. It can be done right. I've, I've read a lot of books to see what experts have said. But when I look how they run it, they run it like it's a pig farm or something. I mean, it's just like, just like you said, I, Fukushima is what I was thinking about. They, they're, they've got like all the nuclear waste stored inside the building and inside the water when you're supposed to remove it. Yeah, I mean, the design was preposterous. And, you know, it was preposterous at, at many levels. You know, the fact that it exists. Uh, below the known level of tsunamis meant that the flooding of the, the the generators that were supposed to keep the cooling water flowing was perfectly predictable, and yet nobody cared about it. And, you know, as you point out, I don't think anybody who was responsible for that design um, was held accountable. In fact, we've just, we've obscured the harm that did come from it, and we certainly haven't talked about the harm that might have come from it. And, and don't forget, the Japanese built it on the worst fault line of their country. Absolutely. I mean, it was a completely predictable catastrophe. So, on a fault line, in a tsunami zone... Right, with uh, reactors, with um, generators that were unprotected from a flood that would, you know, wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. Well, I used to talk to a lot of people in Congress, still do, and like military generals and people, and I still do, but they would say, Jones, you don't understand how incompetent the elites are. You think they've got all the power and control. They don't. They've got all the money, so they're in charge. But they, let me tell you something, they are not paying attention. And I think that's more frightening 
than some actual super genius because at least a super genius wouldn't want to destroy themselves. Right. Now, th- uh, this is my exact concern is that even the elites, what I call the rent-seeking elites, who we are clearly fighting, even they are depending on us winning because they don't know how en- enough to run the system. They don't have the proper caution in their model. They don't understand the systems that they're playing with. Frankly, they can't distinguish between a complicated system and a complex system, and they keep upending themselves. Explain that. So... A complex system is impossible to predict at a high level of precision, which means that it requires a whole different level of caution than something that is just simply complicated, like a computer, where it may be beyond your ability to understand what's going on in there, but it is all understandable, right? You can say what a computer is going to do when you alter this, that, or the other thing. A complex system is a special entity. And, you know, in the case of... uh, COVID, you had multiple nested complex systems, right? You had a disease interacting with the immune system, which is a complex system, inside a human body, which is a complex system, inside of civilization, which is a complex system. No wonder they screwed it up. They just simply didn't know enough about that system to to manage it. And of course, it got out of control And uh, frankly, those of us who did appreciate the complexity of the system were able to uh, reveal their foolishness publicly just simply by treating the systems in question with the proper level of analytical respect. And I get up front because you didn't know exactly what was going on at the time. You wanted more data. You were going along with it at first. But then once you saw what was happening, you changed course. That takes more courage than, than, than people that are partly wrong and they never admit they're wrong. But but if we pull back from this, how did they think cooking this up in a lab? How did they think when all the scientists scanned it and said, yeah, it's, it's obviously man-made? And then they bring out a shot, which even their own internal people go public saying this isn't going to work. Even the FDA had a memo out in, in October 2000 saying we think it'll have all these problems. And then the big money people just said, we don't care. Bring it out there. Do it. And now I watch the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation events. I watch the congressional hearings. I watch the hearings uh, with all the other big think tanks like the uh, Clinton Global Initiative. And there's Chelsea Clinton going, it's true. Everyone hates us now and doesn't believe us. And now no one's taking any of the shots. It's like 3% uptake on the on the new boosters. And like I was, I was telling him, I'm like, whether they did it on purpose or not, regardless, it shows that they didn't know that this would absolutely screw the pooch. I mean, because they have, they, I mean, they are hated now. Well, and, and rightly so, you know, it, it would be one thing if they had made all of these errors and then upon the revelation that these things were wrong had changed course. But the fact that they don't change course tells us they didn't care in the first place whether what they were saying was true. Maybe they didn't believe any of it to begin with. So whether they did it on purpose or not, which you can debate all day, they certainly now know and have bought into keeping it going. So now they are behind it. Right. I mean, the fact is those shots should never have been injected into a human being. There, It was absolutely clear that we didn't know what their long-term consequences were going to be, that the evidence that they had benefits was misrepresented so that people would accept them with, you know, simple accounting tricks and the like. Um, but yes, the fact that they are still inflicting these shots tells us that they didn't care about the public in the first place. And we ought to take that lesson to heart. Now, to your point about having bought it at first, 
There is no question that I, along with most other people, bought something about this story at the beginning. And to the extent that people have woken up, that's something that happens over time. But I, I know very well how, I, how my process of awakening began. It literally took one hour, almost to the minute. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, Nature's Enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand-in-hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. Let me explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like... You have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time... Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. And what happened to me was Heather and I were actually working on our book in a remote location in the Amazon in Ecuador. And our so we weren't connected to the world because uh, our phones didn't reach anywhere. And when we emerged from the Amazon and our phones came awake, we saw for the first time that I would love not to have gotten anything wrong, but that's, I think, inconceivable. I assumed that something we were being told was true. I now think 
at least at the level of the, the advice we were given, that essentially you wanted to do exactly the opposite of what you were told to do. And that would have been the best possible thing. They told you to go home. Don't go home. Go outside. Make vitamin D. But see, you're in the Amazon writing a book. I'm reading Rockefeller Foundation documents. I'm so, and I'm interviewing the guy that wrote the U.S. Biological Weapons Law. So that's why we were just like, do the opposite. Do the opposite. Well, actually, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm reading uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s new book um, on bioweapons and the connection to Wuhan. No, oh. and it is absolutely frightening the mm. history that most of us do not know about our own biological weapons program and if you had known talk that, some about that well uh i'm learning from bobby kennedy so i would recommend people read this book just like his last one the real anthony fauci you know it's the kind of i read the last one incredible it i mean it frankly it's a book that throws everybody who reads it and i think through bobby when he wrote it that even just compiling the evidence of what was going on with Anthony Fauci uh, is shocking almost no matter how awake you are. It's, it's staggering. Yeah, it's staggering. And so the same thing I would say is true with this, uh, his new book about uh, bioweapons and Wuhan. But I, I just highly recommend people look at it and they come to understand, for example— Then you learn they're all over the place. You learn they're all over the place. You learn that there is a direct connection from the Japanese bioweapons program during the the during World War II and the program that was then built in the U.S. It's really a strange story. And then the maybe the most important aspect is that what we see as a pharmaceutical industry and a campaign to generate vaccines that control disease has a very close relationship just in terms of the people involved has a very close relationship with that bioweapons program. That is something every citizen needs to be aware of, that these two things are not distinct. I remember reading about it. It's very well documented. At the end of uh, World War II, they let a bunch of the Japanese war criminals that did the baton death marches and all the biological testing on British, Australian, uh, Canadians, because a lot of them were over there, and, and U.S. sailors and people, it was, but it was mainly uh, British Empire troops, and they let a, most of them off. They, I guess they hung a few of them, and they brought them over here, just like the Nazis, and, and got all the technology. Right, and if you think that uh, the Nazis were the height of diabolical in terms of their medical experiments, the Japanese were involved in literally infecting people or having people infect other people and then dissecting them live without anesthetic. I mean, this is, this is uh, atrocity at a level that uh, stretches the capacity of the mind. Well, that's, that, that's, the Japanese are really cool people and very interesting, but if you go back to Japanese imperial brainwashing and how they worked, if you were rude to your boss, you know, you would, he'd say, kill yourself, and you would. Their thing was these troops surrendered, even though they were all shot up and stuff. You're not a human anymore. You surrendered. And that's why they were flying their planes into our aircraft carriers and committing suicide before they'd give up or when they were wounded because that's like, to them, like, oh, you you surrendered. Even though I got three bullet holes, you're subhuman. It goes back to that. Well, that's one lesson. The other lesson I would take is that this is actually a set of circuits in the human animal that can be triggered. And when we look at something like the response to COVID of the official governmental apparatus and the international community, and we look at the evidence and it suggests that actually these people did not care about the suffering and death of 
citizens of any country, then what prevents us from making the connection is that it seems impossible for anyone to be so callous. But the evidence that that kind of callousness exists, that we have well-documented historical evidence that that not only exists, but that it recurs through history. The question is, is that where we are now? Well, I I want you to expand on that because one of the biggest mistakes of the Canadian military, the U.S. military, and I'm not blaming the average troops, but the higher-ups and and, and the European Union military is, I'm sure you saw it, in about 2021, by the end, they came out during the dancing nurses and all of it and said, we brainwashed the public and use psychological warfare systems to scare everybody to submission so they do the right thing and take the shots. And actually, our militaries ran this, and we know now the Pentagon was involved in developing the vaccine, and we're so proud of it. So they admit they were running a PSYOP. They do. What I don't know yet is what the purpose of this was. They seemed absolutely dedicated to getting a shot in every arm. That, in principle, I suppose, could be driven by greed, but it does not feel like a satisfying explanation. There was something driving them to want to vaccinate everybody, even children who stood no chance of getting any benefit from this. What was that about? That's the question that keeps me up at night. All right, so do this, doctor. Um, and, and I'm going to try to, because you're so polite, I'm trying to give you the floor here. I saw you do a great job on Tucker, but even more has come out since you were on a, a month or so ago. You you break down and do a great job explaining uh, that we're talking about 17 million dead, not from the COVID virus, but from the so-called shots. And, and then now more information is coming out and there's an active cover-up going on. Can, can you kind of repeat that, but also expand on it? Sure. Now, I want to be careful. People have taken me to task for saying that 17 million people died, which I didn't say. What I the said, statistics show that number's gone up. Well, uh, Dennis Raincourt did uh, what I think is a credible estimate. It's well-published. I think you had him on. Um, and so it suggests that something like this magnitude uh, of death has occurred. Now, of course... Let's say that his estimate is accurate. That's still a uh, a number in the midst of the development of whatever the pathologies will be. Right? We're still dealing with a, a wave of excess death that has not ended. So we don't know ultimately what the number would be. But my point would be what we need is an active conversation about how much excess death happened and what were its causes. Clearly, some of it was caused by things like uh, lockdowns, which prevented people from getting regular medical care. Um, But what we need to know is what is the right order of magnitude um, for that effect? And what is the nature? Now, uh, this is, forgive me, this is a little complex, but I want people um, to think about it carefully because a lot has been... um, put on the spike protein. People imagine that the spike protein is the cause of the pathologies. And while I think the spike protein was a very poor choice for these shots, that it does create pathologies of its own, I don't think it's the majority of what's going on. And in fact, what I believe is it is likely that many of the deaths that occur as a result of these shots 
It's the result of the mRNA platform itself, that anything you loaded onto that platform would produce many of these pathologies because the platform itself is deeply flawed. And that uh, matters a great deal because one of the things, and I don't know what level in the explanation it serves, but one of the things that is true is that the COVID pandemic, whatever its nature was, from complete PSYOP to entirely biological, allowed the normalization of the mRNA platform um, being brought and used on the public with minimal testing, which made the flaws in the platform uh, disappear. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. fact that we were in a hurry to get out of COVID allowed them to normalize the, MR, the mRNA platform and that that platform, from the business perspective, allows you to reformulate virtually any vaccine that you wanted and... In live time. Right. Presumably to repatent it, to create vaccines very quickly for new pathogens, whatever their origin might be. And what we in the public need to be aware of is that they haven't figured out how to solve the problem with it. So anytime they deploy it, we need to say no. That, so let me just describe a little bit about why that flaw exists. The mRNA message, this is a genetic message loaded into this platform, is surrounded by something called lipid nanoparticle. If those lipid nanoparticles stayed in your deltoid muscle, then their consequence would be localized. And although this consequence would be negative in your deltoid, it wouldn't be devastating to your health. But they, of course, don't stay in your deltoid, which we learned very early. They circulate around the body. And the problem is that that lipid nanoparticle, lipid just means fat. And because like dissolves like, the fat on these... uh, these tiny particles, causes the mRNA to be absorbed into any cell they encounter. All of your cells are covered in a fat layer. So wherever these things circulate around the body, they get absorbed. And when they get absorbed, they trigger the cells that have taken them up to produce this protein. Now, 
this is the important part. Your immune system is built so that it recognizes any cell of yours that is producing a protein that you do not ordinarily make. And it targets that cell and destroys it. Like it's cancer. Uh, like it's virally infected. No. So basically, their, their mRNA shots are a pseudovirus. They infect cells, cause those cells to make this protein, and then the immune system treats them like they are virally infected cells and destroys them. Which, if that happens in your liver, maybe it's not that serious. You can afford it. If it happens in your heart, it's potentially devastating because it creates a wound, which is then a vulnerability. If you're a soccer player and you're running particularly hard, you know, you can get, uh, you can get a blood vessel that bursts in your heart, causing a devastating pathology, causing your death, for example. Right? This is a predictable consequence of a shot that has no ability to target which cells take it up and therefore no ability to protect you from your own immune system, destroying the cells that have taken it up and giving you uh, a lethal wound. We're taping this now, but that gives me the luxury to go back and add these clips in. But there were three or four C-SPAN programs with Fauci and others in 2017, 18, 19, with all the different federal heads up there. They're like, we're going to use a novel virus out of China, and I'll, I'll play the clip, to blow up the old FDA system, and we're just going to bring in mRNA. Well, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a you know, biologist like you, but I sit here every day, and I read Scientific American, and I read studies, and I read it. And I remember, I've been on there 30 years. I remember reading 20 years ago about, hey, mRNA cancer trial or mRNA this, and like one kid was a study in New York, died. And they're like, well, we think it's promising, but it kills so many people, we can't do it. And so in, in, in lay terms, that's the platform itself is so dangerous. Yeah, maybe you can do something, but we can't use the whole public as guinea pigs. And I just see them trying to pollute the whole system with so much death and illness that now we don't know what hit us and they can then use all of us the, the you know, big corporate system as guinea pigs because they themselves want life extension and they themselves want the cure to cancer. But they're saying we've got to do this. And, and now Tony Blair has got a company and so does Bill Gates. Oh, they've got a new mRNA vaccine cures cancer. Oh, didn't know cancer was communicable. No, folks, they've changed the definition of, of vaccines uh, to where it, it, it just means something that we put into your body that lessens a disease. But just five years ago, it was totally different. So I even had my 15-year-old daughter this morning at breakfast. And she's arguing with me about vaccines. And, and you know, and, and she's reading stuff online. And, you know, she, and, you know, she goes to school. And, and I, I try to explain things to her. And she says, Dad, you know, a, a vaccine is just something that lessens the disease. And I said, no, honey, before that, if you've got a real vaccine, it's a real technology, your body learns how to beat it. They, they give you a broken version of it or a weakened version, and you beat it. May still have side effects. Sometimes you might have an allergic response, but if they had good, clean stuff, I'd take the risk. I'd be taking it all like it was pumpkin pie. She's like, Dad, how do you know all this? And I said, well, fine. I got a scientist coming on. I'm going to make you watch it in a couple of days. She said, I fine. I'll watch it. So this is the level we're dealing with here. But, but, but am I right in what I said? Yeah, uh, you're right in what you said. They changed the definition and they utilized an emergency in order to speed it past the tests that I believe would never have allowed it to be used uh, on humans or frankly even uh, farm animals. Um, they, they used the panic that was in the public, panic which they themselves induced in order to sneak it 
past the controls. And I do have to wonder how much they saw this coming. Either they waited for an emergency or it's possible they created the emergency. Those are two distinct hypotheses. But nonetheless, they used the fact that uh, people urgently wanted to have their fear of the virus lessened to to sell a lie. And in fact, this is where, um, you know, I talked a little bit about how I woke up at the point that my my Twitter follower told me that there was a biosafety level four lab studying these viruses in, in Wuhan. The place where that process really kicked into high gear was at the point that they said these so-called vaccines were safe. Heather and I knew for certain that that could not possibly be the case. And the reason it can't possibly be the case is because safe does not mean without harm. It means without risk. If a person gets in their car drunk and drives home and they don't hit anything, it was still not safe. The fact that they did no harm doesn't mean anything. It was dangerous. So when they told us that these so-called vaccines were safe, they had to be lying and they had to know it. And yet they, they looked right into the camera and they told us that. So Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Effective turned out to be equally uh, nonsensical. But safe had to be a lie. And at the point that they were lying over that, then it raised questions of informed consent. Because, of course, at the end of World War II, the Allied powers tried Nazi doctors, and we literally hung seven doctors. We killed them because they had violated informed consent of their patients, even though informed consent had not been formally codified yet. So for public health authorities in 2021 to be telling us that these shots were safe when they knew better meant they weren't interested in informed consent. They had somehow given up on that principle, and that was uh, effectively a declaration of war on the public. And and then you add all the pressuring and all the intimidation and all the mandates. Now I notice in Australia and Germany and the UK and Canada, they're like, we never told you you had to, though they fired hundreds of thousands of nurses worldwide and persecuted people. No, you guys just, Joseph Mingled, you you literally just violated the Nuremberg Code, correct? Uh, absolutely. And in fact, I was, uh, I had not read the Nuremberg Code until I started looking into this question. And there are 10 provisions in it. And they, not only did they violate the Nuremberg Code twice, right? It wasn't consent. It was, con- it was coerced. And it wasn't informed. They lied to us. But they violated every provision in it, right? This was, they torched the Nuremberg Code. And we still haven't had that conversation publicly. And notice how smart, because I read that on air like three years ago, how good those lawyers were back then, because they covered every angle a tyrant would try. Absolutely. And, and you read it, you go, oh, my God, that's what they just did. Yep. It's like instead of saying don't violate it, they went, this is how we do it. Uh, that they, it, is, it is possible they used it as, as an instruction set. Um, and that tells you what kind of contempt they must hold us in for them to have looked at a a pillar of Western civilization, an achievement that, uh, you know, was uh, represented something of the sacrifice of at least six million people in the death camps, right? That they would torch that so willingly, 
really tells us what we're up against. All right, Dr. Brett Weinstein, stay right there. I want to come back in the time we have and hit a whole bunch of issues. Tucker, Russia, the wars, the border, all of it with you. Amazing. We'll be right back. Folks, stay with us. Two years ago, we began developing this game that came out so much better than even thought it would. It is now a number one hit. I imagined the control freak left attacking it. But I didn't know that right when the game came out, with perfect timing, Elon Musk would release me on X. And the whole world would be waking up and the Davos group would be confronted at their own events by world leaders calling out their tyranny. This is the planets aligning. And now, MSNBC, the corporate press, Media Matters, George Soros, they're all calling for it to be banned. Is there a way to counter the types of of hate that people like Alex Jones um, promote and now they do in video games? I mean, this this is a party that talks about video games being dangerous for our kids. And yet here he is with a video game that promotes violence. You will be silenced. Uh, and celebrates that kind of violence. You suck, big tech lizard nerd. Because let's be honest here, when he is talking about killing globalists, we know what globalists now means for the Republican Party and what that is code for. Because they understand they're reaching a bunch of young guys who are getting this sort of message beaten into them right now. Today, I'm playing the unhinged Alex Jones video game. I saw it was released on Steam, so I'm like, well, that kind of opens the floodgates. This game is actually really good fun. This is insane! Look at all the blood. Look at all these zombies. <laughs> okay. I'll eat your ass. Okay, so that is what he said. <laughs> Rumble channel, that helps us. It's free to you, and we really appreciate it. And I'm glad you raised that because I I know your Twitter. I know your ex. been following it for years. But even when I was kicked off uh, Twitter before Elon brought me back, and I still sometimes run onto the fake accounts. There are fake accounts, and there is something algorithmically going on inside of Twitter, which is also very strange when you see it from my side of the screen. I don't know what it is. I suspect it's not Elon doing it. Um, But let's put it this way. He said that he had, in fact, purchased a crime scene, and I think that is a very apt description. There's a lot about Twitter that is not straightforward. When I was able to speak to him for over two and a half hours, like six weeks ago, he said, listen, it was set up to run these shenanigans. The very fabric of it is a fraud. We're trying to fix it. Yeah. It's like a ghost of the machine. There are, that's, in fact, exactly the phrase that I uh, used to try to convey this to him. There are things that I can see from my side that I think he's unaware of. Um, so, anyway, I hope he does fix it. At one point, he was talking about having to rebuild it in order to get all of the ghosts out of the machine and I don't know where he is with that thought process. But. Because I have contacts, not as good as yours, but I'm able to call some of his top people when they block us or won't let me put my website on. He goes, yeah, we'll fix it. It's fixed in an hour, and then somebody turns it back on. They built a lot of back doors. Right. There's a, there's a lot going on in there that is not about the front end of Twitter. <laughs> all right, we got 40 minutes left. Let's run through it all. You just went to the Darien Gap. Um, again, that's where North America ends or Central America ends and goes into South America. They're officially building this giant UN operation. You, 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 you did a great summation when you were on Tucker, but can you expand on that for viewers? Sure. So the Darien Gap is a gap in the Pan American Highway. It's about 60 miles in length. Um, where the highway has never been completed. This is a highway that goes from Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, to the southern tip of South America. And there's a jungle. In fact, there's a national park in the Darien province of Panama. 
And what has happened is that for various reasons, largely encouraged by the international community, various NGOs, there is a massive migration of people coming through the Darien Gap. And this is a disaster at an environmental level. This is extremely destructive of this uh, unique forest, and it really is a unique forest. It is a humanitarian catastrophe as well. People are dying in the jungle because almost all of them enter it unprepared, and it's, a, it's a, an extremely difficult habitat to cross. And it's also, uh, I'm not even sure what the word would be, but politically the implications of the huge number of migrants, almost all of whom are coming north to the U.S. or going to cross our southern border, the implications are utterly profound. Now, what I told Tucker was that I wasn't exactly sure why I went to look at this in person because there's plenty of documentation from Michael Yan about what's taking place. But something told me that I needed to see it in person in order to understand it. And that turned out to be true, that actually looking at it in person changed what I understood. And I came to the conclusion that there is a massive migration, but there is also something my hypothesis is that it's actually an invasion of Chinese migrants who are motivated by something entirely distinct from the people migrating from elsewhere in the world. The migrants from elsewhere, from a lot of them are from South America, some of them are from the Middle East, um, but those migrants all tell the same story about being motivated by the economic collapses in their home countries and what they perceive as economic opportunity in the U.S., the Chinese migrants aren't interested in talking at all. In fact, they're extremely cagey to the extent that one gets anything from them. It is a kind of hostility. There is a distinct male bias in the population of Chinese migrants. So we're talking about young military, military-age males, most of them very fit, unwilling to talk about what they're doing, and oddly enough, housed separately in Panama. Mm. So, and We know there's some Chinese government sponsorship. Uh, it certainly looks like the Chinese government would have to be aware of these migrants. Presumably, it would have had to let them leave China. And they've got complex apps. They have, yes, this is a strange combination of low-tech and high-tech. There are uh, apps that appear to tell them where to go and how to make the migration They are using things like Western Union in order to bring money from home so that they can buy bus tickets that allow them to travel through Central America. It's a very odd circumstance. And the international community has uh, its fingerprints all over it. You can see American flags. You can see the IOM. That's a UN uh, body that, if you read their website, They clearly believe that migration is inherently a good thing and it is their job to bring it about. So this organization is inviting people to try to cross the Darien Gap, some of whom don't make it. Mothers are leaving the jungle, having lost children. Mm. Children are leaving the jungle orphaned. It's it's a catastrophe. And um, why the international community is encouraging it is to me completely mysterious and no media coverage other than you and tucker carlson and michael yawn and it's a you said a humanitarian disaster 
you made a point on Tucker. I forget the exact quote, but it was powerful. You said it's almost impossible to overstate how dark and organized this is. Yes, it's visible on the ground, but nobody goes to look at it. And I must say, I'm grateful to Michael Yan for having invited me and having given me effectively a guided tour. He he brought, in fact, me and my son. Uh, we uh, we traveled to Darien, and he knew exactly. Uh, where to take us so that we could look at it for ourselves. Maybe it's also you going home, because I think Jan told me you actually, for part of your bat research, lived down there for a while, right? I lived in the Panama Canal in Lake Gatun on Barrow, Colorado Island for 18 months while I was studying bats. So I, I know Panama reasonably well. Um, and what is taking place in in the Darien Gap and moving north is in its own way, an inversion of what was true in Panama when I was there in the late 90s. So the, you mean the U.S. military was still in control? And- well, the handover was in process, but the U.S. had not officially handed the canal over and its military presence was still there. And these things were well understood. Um, the canal was an American achievement. The military's presence there uh, was both symbolic and important to the protection of the canal, which was understood to be vital to the interests of the United States. And now in Fort Clayton, which was the Army South uh, headquarters when I was there, that has now been taken over by the international community and turned to the purpose of encouraging this migration, thereby jeopardizing the security of the United States. So it's a UN globalist invasion port. Uh, You know, it seems to be. It's very hard for me to imagine. I don't know what story these people tell themselves about what they are doing. But yes, it appears to be that what was once, what was built to protect American interests and to facilitate our well-being is now being turned to its exact opposite purpose. Like everything else, I don't see how the powerful financial interests of the world are using American power to continue their corporate empire, but at the same time, schizophrenically, paradoxically, moronically attacking it. Yes. I mean, I think we're always left to struggle for what they could possibly be thinking. And I think where you began this discussion is exactly right. We have to take into account that... um, Diabolical, yes. Geniuses, I don't think so. I think these people are reckless and they do not understand that they are having a much easier time breaking these systems than they will have rebuilding them. I think they're looking only first order. They're not looking second, third, fourth order. Well, it's almost like they have the mentality that they can, you know... Rebuilding the system isn't high on their priority list because they know that they have to break the systems uh, that allow citizens some control over their own well-being and their own future. So that's the crazy gamble. They think they can wreck it and then rebuild it. Yes, and in fact, it's not unlike what the diversity and equity inclusion, diversity, equity, and inclusion folks are thinking. Right? They are very focused on tearing down a system, uh, the evils of which they believe themselves to be thoroughly familiar with. Even though they're in control of it. That's the mental illness, is they're in control of it. Like It's kind of like when the fall of Rome finally happened in 410 with Alaric, 
and they burned down almost everything. They were so shocked by one building, they left it alone. But it, it never came back, basically, because they just said, well, we'll just burn it, instead of saying, well, no, we run this now. Right, and the fact is, you know, Heather frequently points out that this is really a mistake that could only be made by people who have not traveled the world. Because once you've seen how successful our system actually is, yeah, there's unfairness in it, no question about that. But you would address the unfairness at the level that it, exactly, that it actually exists rather than imagine that if you tear it apart, that something better will replace it. Well, let me use a silly analogy. Here's American Western success for GDP and human freedom and medicine and mobility and human empowerment. It's up here. And then it's got a lot of unfairness to but it. Folks, we're so standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsShore.com, then I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. InfoWarsStore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888 253 